You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey everybody, you're listening to Take Him With You, episode 236 for August 18th, 2013. The soothing sounds. I was thinking, were we trying, of FM radio? Were we trying to put everyone to sleep there? You know, we just—I said my spiel, then the music just kept going on and on and on. <laughs> Some little bit of R and B there, dear. Oh, well, maybe you could <coughs> edit that in half so people don't fall asleep. Nope. 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 So, have you listened to what we're talking? What I talked about today yet? <laughs> when what have I had time? <laughs> so you're just gonna throw me out onto the world without even hearing what I said. Sure. Hey, everybody, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm Rick, and I almost have a voice. Almost. I have some <coughs> licorice root, whatever tea. Yeah, Rick's gargling with it. It's called throat coat tea. Recommended by our buddy Al. Yeah, it's kind of nasty stuff, but I don't mind it as much as you do. Because it's because it tastes like licorice. And I like black licorice, so it's okay. It's got like marshmallow root and licorice root and what was the other thing? Slippery elm. Slippery elm. And a bunch of other stuff. And bat wings and toad toes. Well, not exactly. And then you put it together in a cauldron and you brew it up and you mix it. Yeah. So, <laughs> toils and troubles. Yeah, you actually have a pretty good voice for that this mm, week. I do. So, um, in other words, if anyone's listening that's a praying person, please pray that Rick gets his voice back. He has several voiceover jobs that he's had to put on hold or farm out to other people. Thank actually, you. I've had um, Al Kessel doing a bunch of work for me. Yeah, but you have Which some is that, really a blessing. Some that were due, like, Last Friday. <laughs> oh, some of them were due a month ago. And and you still haven't been able to do them because you haven't had a voice. Yeah. Sounds like it's better than it was much. last week, though. Yeah, my voice is kind of raspy tonight, but <laughs> raspy. I, I spoke at Raymond First Baptist today. You spoke at Connection Church today yeah. in Aberdeen. So we kind of were in two different places. You know, I noticed something. So I say the word "kind of" a lot. Well, kind of. And we weren't really kind of in two different places. We just were in two different places this morning. Kind of. And our dog stayed home and... Kind of. ...watched the house. No, actually, she watched um, Matlock most of the day because I left it on that channel. What channel is that? Is that like... I don't know. The Inspiration Whatever Matlock was on all day. Family channel. Yeah. Yeah, our dog's spoiled. I just so. wanted me. Well, she got in trouble this last week mm-hmm. because she got into a bunch of stuff and thrashed our house while I was gone one day. Well, and what was really embarrassing is I've been working on a special project, which I don't know if you're going to let me talk about. <coughs> I don't think that our daughter's going to be listening to the program. Yeah. By the way, our daughter flies out tomorrow morning. And from- boy, were her, her arms are going to be tired. 
Well, she's going to be flying on a plane mm. tomorrow morning from Senegal, West Africa. Yep. Dakar, Senegal. And I'm flying to JFK and then flying to SeaTac. And so basically all day tomorrow, she's going to be flying pretty much except for to transfer planes in New York. Um, long day for her. And again, if you're praying people, she just contacted me this morning that she woke up with kind of a bad cold. and um, Kind of? Yeah, I just said kind of. Again, I say that a lot. She woke up with a bad cold. Um, she did get a little bit of Pollyanna glad thinking in there because she said, but at least it wasn't at the beginning of her Africa trip. It was the end. Yeah, that's true. So that's good. But it's not fun to fly sick when you're going to be traveling all day long. Well, and especially for the other people. Yeah. She doesn't want to get them sick either. But um, I'm not sure that she's super, super sick. She might just be kind of sick. Um, kind of? Our pastor who's traveling with her Gave her some um, non-drowsy antihistamine, uh, Claritin kind of stuff. It's probably because she and rode a camel. She did. She got to, and she, we have a picture of her on Facebook. On Riding a camel. Yeah. Did you share that? Is it on yours? I doubt it. She would get ticked at me if I did. Yeah. Well, when she Here we wanted to share all these updates, and then she's like, don't share them. Well, because she has stuff on her camera that she hasn't been able to download yet. Because right. it's, it's not a... A camera with Wi-Fi, like right. a cell phone. And so she wants to come back and put together a slideshow and put right. pictures on Facebook herself. Right. So um, you can friend Catherine, or I'm sure we can share the pictures onto our Facebook. I'm sure. Once she gets them on. But we saw a picture of her on a camel yesterday, and it was just hilarious. She looked like she was having the time of her life. Yeah, out in the middle of the des desert. Yeah, and then in sand dunes and evidently everything. Evidently, she messaged you and and you asked her. So, are you ready to come home? And what did she say? Um, she said she will miss everybody there, but she really wanted to come home because she missed us. But then uh -huh. she adds, "But I think I'll probably be doing more of these type of things." Figures. Yeah. Well, the degree that she'd like to get in college is. Basically, an international social worker or kind of missionary kind of thing. Um, it's community, international community and care, something like that. <laughs> I can't remember, but it's an international um, psychology degree so that you could go and um, help in other countries with child development or different areas of social work so are you you're going to be making a lot of noise right next to the microphone you could be doing that away from the microphone a little bit i'm getting a cough crop yeah it's really noisy so um that's what's going on with Catherine. she'll be okay i'm mm. about ready to throw my microphone at you you need to behave you need yourself. to be patient you're very impatient i am not patient right now i Gosh. need to i need to try to get my they're all spunky i need to try to get my house everybody she's like oh, okay. amy amy i i can tell everybody then what why my house is all torn apart right now oh why, you have an excuse for that do you? why i'm kind of cranky 
I I just said kind of again. Kind of. Kind, kind of. of. You kind of said that. <laughs> am I kind of cranky or am I very cranky? No comment. <laughs> so, Anything I can or will so say can be used against me. We've we've kind of did a combination. Um, Pizza. No. A project that we both worked on together for the most part. You in some different areas and me in some different areas. Like <laughs> You did most of it. I spent about... I came up with the idea. Yeah, you kind of came. You kind of came up with the idea. We were sitting. We were sitting at the table, and I came up with an idea to remodel a bedroom for Catherine when she got home. She'd walk into a new room. So we picked out paint. Yes, we did. And or maybe I picked out the paint color. But you picked we, out the paint color. I think we we got went online. And picked out a new bedspread for her mm-hmm. and curtains yep. and some artwork. Yeah. And then I picked a color that I thought would kind of go with all that we picked out. Mm-hmm. I picked out a light blue. Mm-hmm. And we picked out some prints that had owls, owls and elephants because that's what she likes. And we, we redid her whole room and that sounds really easy but it wasn't it wasn't i'm still trying to do some finishing things um it took me probably about 40 hours this last week of painting late into the night Uh, after work um it took a lot you're exaggerating i am still working on some of the details yeah but the, the painting only took like two nights um it took two nights to get the wall color on so, um, that, and then it took me time to redo the trim because it had to be all, and then I painted the old dressers that were in there and another little dresser. And she's really, really having a rough time doing it all because she's watching Netflix the whole time. I did. So don't give me this. Oh, I was poor is me, watching Netflix on my Kindle fire yeah. while I was painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got everything all set up. I just finished vacuuming it, vacuuming it one more time. Yep. Washing the mirrors. You helped me put up blinds. You built from a little kid at Walmart. You built her a little side table with a lamp on it. Yeah. Um, you put batteries in the Wii so that she can... We have the old, the old TV that no one would want because it's, it's like 500 pounds. <laughs> it is so hard to move. It's not, so, at least it's not a console TV. But I'm serious. It's probably heavier. I, we were so thrilled. Was it about 10 years ago when we got um, TV really for the first time? Yeah. yeah. It was um, almost. It was nine years ago, I think, that we bought that TV because... We were married about 17 years before we had cable or satellite or anything. Right. So we got satellite TV <coughs> about um, nine years ago. Right? Or how many years have we been married? I don't know. You're more OCD than I am. Anyway. it was 27, about, dear. Oh, okay. So it was 10 years ago. <laughs> we bought this big TV because we had never really had much TV before. Just a little VCR with Star Trek. No, we reruns. bought a 13-inch Black and white TV from Sears. No, it was color. Color, color. It was, but it was 13 inch. It cost 69. 13 inch, that's right. It cost $69. That's right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we had with a little VCR for years and years and years. And yeah. then we bought this huge 
heavy TV. I mean, it's not huge maybe by today's standards of like 90-inch flat screens, but it's huge in the way of like weight. <laughs> it's really heavy. Isn't it like 32-inch or 27-inch? No, it's it's not widescreen. It's regular screen. It's, but it's more like forty-two inch regular something like square. That. It's it's big. it's big and Heavy. so it's on the dresser in her room. And that TV is probably if that ever fell on a kid be, and kill him. Yeah, it, it's probably always going to be in that room. I don't no think matter. we'll ever get it out. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the only way we could really get that out of that room through at the this window point is to take a sledgehammer. All right. And <laughs> And chop it up with a sledgehammer. Yeah, smash it up and then carry it out on a tarp. Anyway, why are you going on this big rabbit trailer about the... I don't know. So we we almost have her room done. But then the rest of the house has been trashed because I haven't been cleaning up the normal things like the breakfast bar. I've been keeping up on it all. <laughs> about the, as good as you normally do, which what? is pretty bad. What? I've been busy too. Yeah, you've been you have been you've been doing a video project and a website and a website and it's a bunch of stuff. So <laughs> Did a, I edited so much last week. I'm getting crazy. Yeah. And then I have a brand new job this week, um, doing editing for a company in Canada, doing the My Friend Jesus doll. When when are the dolls getting here? So you can uh, do the should commercial. be tomorrow. I'll actually have the dolls. And then I have to hire some neighbor kids to play with the My Friend Jesus doll and the Friendship Pals. And I have to take video of them playing with the dolls. Mm -hmm. And then make a promo like you would see on TV. Actually, it's for TV. And we're actually thinking about using Catherine's newly remodeled bedroom. Yeah, because it looks kind of fun and fresh. (laughs) Yeah, it's all freshly painted. Yeah. So it it would be cute. It would Um, be cute. Yeah, so we're working on that. Um. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we've been busy, busy, busy week. And now um, I'm hoping after the podcast is over to go clean my kitchen. <laughs> You're <laughs> hoping? Stuff. I'm hoping. You're no, hoping you, that you, I go clean the kitchen? You cleaned a bunch of stuff in the kitchen the other day. Uh, well, Believe it or not, I actually picked up a bunch of stuff and took out the garbage and recycling. I did notice you took out the garbage and recycling. And I think I might have even thanked you for doing that without me having Kind of like a commercial about life insurance or something. Um, Remember the I guy uh, that's driving in the car and Stargate uh, SG-1's dad, or uh, Sam's dad, and his wife goes, we need to talk. And he said, hey, I thought I took out the the garbage and the recycling or something like that. And she goes, yes, you did. And I was going to thank you for that. But we need life insurance. Oh, you remember okay. that? Yeah. yeah, I think I do remember that commercial. It's horrid. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So we, anyway, it's going to be another busy week. Catherine gets home on Tuesday because I get in late Monday night. Um, they get in late you Monday night and the, are going the to the stay. They're going to stay in Seattle with some friends. And then we'll see her home, t- see her Tuesday night. I work in Olympia, so hopefully I'll get to see her when she gets here. It's true. What are you doing, dear? Turning on our video camera. Why are you turning on our video camera? Why not? Okay. I need help, guys. I think, I think Rick is <laughs> just... What are you doing? Uh, he just 
needs to grow up still. It's challenging. It's challenging. What's Very challenging. challenging. You Can you put about? the video camera down? So I can't. Uh, okay. So that was our secret. Yep, that was our secret. We remodeled a bedroom. Yeah, and it's going to be that a exciting? big surprise. Didn't that just freak you out and get you excited? It's a big surprise for Kevin. Woo-hoo. Well, I think it's going to be fun. We remodeled the room in a week working full-time, and uh, and also both of us um, speaking at <laughs> different places this weekend. I speak next weekend again. So I, yeah... But it's unusual for me to speak in places two weeks in a row. And then I, as soon as I got done speaking. I know, because as soon as they hear you, they they say, never haven't heard about I you know. again. <laughs> Just joking. No, really. Actually, it's interesting. As soon as they hear Amy, they, I'm not invited, then she is. Well, What's up with that? No. you. They, yeah. they actually asked you first, and you had promised to speak at the church we normally go to. Um, as soon as I got done today, though, I I got asked, hey, if when we have our area women's meetings, would you consider speaking? And I'm like, um, I'm sure. <laughs> you just don't realize you are actually a really good speaker. I uh, yeah, I think I I today I have to say a little disclaimer. Um, I am not much of a preacher. I am more of a history teacher. So if you hate history, don't listen to the podcast. But oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I I think I think it was fun. I talked about about different women um of faith who inspired me and who encouraged me to keep going even on days when I just felt like crud. Yeah. But <laughs> I encourage they encourage me okay. to, to keep going and to keep trying um and not give up. So Good. So will are we ready to listen to the message? Sure if you want if you're done okay. already. Yeah. You don't have anything else you want to say? Yeah, but I'll get in trouble for saying it. So <laughs> we should go on. Oh great. Is there something I don't know about? You're not pregnant, are you? No, no. I am way too old for that kind of thing. Not really. Um, Couldn't you have a you could have a baby? Well, there's certain things that never mind. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> so no, I think I'm I'm ready for um grandbabies someday. Okay. <laughs> not for my own anymore. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Not going down that uh, so track let's, there. Let's um, play the message, and then after you've heard okay, the well, message, okay, we can so, comment. All right. So, everybody, this is part two of Amy's. Um, I called it That's What She Said. Oh, and at the end, at the beginning, and oh, don't ever do that again. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of this, we have to realize that this is a small community church. What are you trying to and, say? And um, they're... Their computer system was malfunctioning. I'll just I'll just so, cut that out, dear. Oh, so I don't have to explain that no. the video and the PowerPoint didn't work, and no. so that's why I say weird things at the beginning. I'll cut the weird things out. Okay, thanks. They can just hear you preach. I don't preach. You preaching machine. I don't preach. Hallelujah. I share. Glory to God. I share. I don't preach. Anointing of the Holy Voice. Okay. Play the message. All right. Here we go, everybody. Thanks. This is my wife preaching. 
Sharing. Preaching. Sharing. Preaching. Sharing. My name's not sharing. Sharing. So, I have, um, I, I always have these random thoughts, and that's why my husband warns me not to go on rapid trails. <laughs> we'll see how well I do. Um, this is part two of Women in Ministry. Um, last week, I briefly covered how Jesus valued women and the history of the early church. And this morning, while I was doing an attempt to make myself look awake and cheery and do my hair and makeup and all that, I had a thought. And I thought, you know, we had the history of the early church in the New Testament, a great part of the New Testament after the Gospels. Well, and even the Gospels is the history of the early church. But the history of the church hasn't finished being written yet. We're still living it today. We're still writing the history of the church. As long as there are two believers, the Bible says that Jesus is going to be with us when there's two of us gathered, that he's with us. We have church. <laughs> so um, the history of the church is being written. Today I'm kind of going to be sharing with you a little bit less history and more her story. Because I'm going to be talking about the women of the church. And um, you could spend weeks and months and years talking about the women in the early church because there's tons of examples in the New Testament. But today I wanted to share a, um, a few stories of women who, armed with faith in an awesome, caring God, overcame great challenges and went on serving God and their fellow human beings. <clears throat> All these women I'm going to talk to you about today answer the three questions that I mentioned last week. And this is a teaching trick, you know, review, review, review. Right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it says they knew who God was, they knew who they were, and they knew the call or what God wanted them to do in the world through them. And so they answered those. So I hope these stories that inspired me to keep faith and God in rough times will also inspire you. So the first lady I want to talk about, and my PowerPoint isn't working today, but you can picture a lady wearing a funny ruffly cap with a little bow tie underneath and her head. And her name was Susanna Wesley. Some of you may have heard of Susanna before. She was born the 25th child of 25 children. God bless her poor mama. <laughs> Um, oh my um, she was the daughter of a minister and she married a minister God bless her <laughs> she had 19 children though through tragedy nine of them died very young two of them sets of twins so she knew grief she knew sorrow she knew poverty because she was married to a minister <laughs> And they were too poor to pay for schooling. Back then, there weren't a lot of uh, public schools. This is in the 1800s. So she was determined that her children were going to get the best of education. And on their fifth birthday, she started teaching them all the classics and the Bible. 
And they did studies for six hours a day. She made sure they all learned, and she made sure they knew how to pray and how to value prayer. Two of her sons became instrumental in what was known as the Great Awakening um, in the mid to late 1700s, around the same time as the Revolutionary War, which I think is more than coincidental. My mom always says there's not anything such as coincidence. There's God incidents. I, I really think that as, as Charles and John Wesley were preaching to make Jesus the Lord of your life, that it wasn't a coincidence at the same time society in America was saying no king but King Jesus. Because Jesus should be our kings. Not, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, say revolt against our government. The Bible says as much as possible, live at peace with all men, pray for our leaders. I don't want to get the secret service here on me. But at the time, they were saying King Jesus needs to be our king. So what I gleaned from her was the importance of priorities, that God and family need to come first. I think she imparted that to her sons, and um, they were very instrumental in the church here in the United States. Another minister's wife, and I, I see there's a pattern here, but not all of them will be minister's wives. Unfortunately, I relate too much to them. Um, but someone else I thought highly of, and there's not an awful lot in history about her other than the fact that she was married to Lyman Beecher. And he was very important in what was known as the Second Great Awakening around the time prior to the Civil War. Um, he and Charles Finney and some other ministers spoke out a lot about social issues. Um, Aunt Dorothy would get a kick out of this. Um, he was involved in the temperance movement. My great-grandma was a very temperance union lady. Um, he was also a big abolitionist. But this lady, I get a kick out of her. There's not a lot said about her. But it's one of my favorite stories I've ever heard because... One Sunday morning, she got all of her nine children fed and dressed, and they were waiting at the front door to walk from the parsonage to the church for services. Well, she, she was waiting and waiting, and she decided to send one of the boys up to get their dad. And the dad didn't want to come down. If you've ever been married to a minister, you know they have days like that. I don't know if I want to go preach. But anyway, um, the dad was having one of those days. And the boy said, Mom says you have to come down. You're the preacher. <laughs> and so I got a kick out of that story. Because I could see that over, even though Lyman Beecher was a front man, so to speak, that Roxana kept both the children and the husband going in the right direction. Many of their children went on to share their faith in God, and one of their daughters wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin that became a key to revoking slavery, or at least a part of the momentum to making slavery unpopular. 
um, here in the U.S., and you might recognize her name, Harriet Beecher Stowe. So what did I learn from Roxana? I learned that what is done behind the scenes is just as important as what is done up in front. Then to get off of the whole preacher's wife things, because not everyone can relate to the pain of being a preacher's wife. Good for you. Um, <laughs> two missionaries that I admired in the 1800s came to my mind as I was thinking about women in, his, in church history. Um, one was named Mother Joseph, and if you've ever been to um, St. Joseph's Hospital, this confused me because I think of Joseph as a man's name, but for some reason, when she became a nun, they gave her the name Joseph. So she was um, a nun that grew up in Quebec, Canada, and she she was at the age 20 brought to Montreal to the Abbey. And her father said, I bring you my daughter Esther, that was her born, given name when she was born, who wishes to dedicate herself to religious life. She can read, write, figure accurately, sew, cook, spin, and do all manner of housework. She can even do carpentering, handling a hammer and saw as well as her father. She can also plan for others, and she succeeds in anything she overtakes. Now, I read about her initially in a book I read to my daughter called More Than Petticoats. Great read, by the way. If you're ever interested in Northwest history, it is one of the, my favorite books because it talks about women pioneers all throughout the Northwest. And this is one of my favorite stories because... Mother Joseph, being a young nun, a, a believer in Jesus Christ, came out here to make a difference for him, and boy did she. She was responsible for the design and construction of 11 hospitals, 7 academies, 5 schools for Native children, and 2 orphanages. She was said to have um, always have a hammer hanging from her habit. And those buildings couldn't have been built um, without her perseverance. And, oh man, she, I think she was a force to have been reckoned, reckoned with. They can't be built without money. So on top of her great skills as an architect, designer, and carpenter, she was one um, very powerful fundraiser. She would go on horseback or mule, wherever she needed to go, and she would find mining camps. And she would go down into the mining camp, camps and walk around through the mines and pass the hat until she had the money to work to build whatever needed to be built next, whether it was a school, an orphanage, or a hospital. She was just one, one um, how do I say it? Industrious. Um, yeah, I like I said, a force to be reckoned with. I guess people couldn't tell her no very easily. She faced bad weather, horrid trails, wolves, which that was a pretty interesting story, picturing her around a campfire, I think with a little priest and a couple other nuns, and had a campfire, and they tried to keep it going because there were wolves surrounding them. Um, but she just 
didn't give up. Um, recently, I think in the 1980s, she was given an award, of course, after she's been gone, but um, an architectural award because she, she was responsible for the first real building, like major building built here in, in Washington State. What I learned from Mother Joseph is that it takes vision plus courage plus hard work to see your dreams come true. The next missionary was a lady named Amy Carmichael, and I don't just like her because we share the first same name, but um, I read a story about her to my kids and their devotions, and it stuck with me. Amy was born in Northern Ireland into a Protestant home, and as a young girl, she just um, admired and just thought blue eyes were the most beautiful thing. But she was born with mousy brown eyes, probably similar to mine. And so one night, she decided she was going to pray. She was just a little girl, and she decided that she was going to pray and ask God for blue eyes. And beg God, beg God, beg God that he would give her blue eyes. First thing in the morning, she woke up and looked in the mirror and she was so disappointed because she still had her mousy brown eyes. So her mom came in and asked her, what's wrong, Amy? And she explained what she had done. And her mom wisely said, you know, God always answers prayer, but sometimes he says no. And sometimes we may never even find out why he says no, but he knows best. Well, Amy, at a young age, felt a call on her life to share the gospel and to help her fellow man. This led her to minister in a variety of places and factories and to young women that people snubbed because they didn't have fancy hats. They were too poor and had to wear shawls. So she had a Bible study for the shawl girls. And she ministered everywhere she could. And then God called her to foreign missions which people thought she was crazy because she was very frail in her health and sometimes had to spend weeks or months in bed, but she was determined. So the first place she went was to Japan. On her way to Japan, she led the captain of the, the boat to the Lord, and wherever she went, she tried to share her faith. And the captain also said he was surprised that he could tell she wasn't a very strong woman, but she seemed to take the voyage um, with all kinds of joy. She was just so joyous that she was getting to do what God called her to do. After a time in Japan, the cold climate didn't do well for her health, so she ended up in India. And in India, she found a very sad, um, depressing situation. She found out that baby girls were often left at temples and dedicated to the temple gods to be raised as prostitutes, as temple prostitutes. And she finally found the reason for her brown eyes because she found out that if she put stain on her skin, 
with her brown eyes and a sari and, and everything, that she could pass for a native Indian woman. And so she dressed up in costume and would go and rescue these little girls so that they could be brought up in love and protected and kept out of the sex trade, basically, of the time. She spent 55, in, 55 years in India rescuing many young girls, and she started an orphanage. And when she got too frail to work in the orphanage, she still served the Lord by writing many, many books. You can find her books still to this day on um, Amazon or eBay. <laughs> um, she wrote many books. And what I learned from Amy, it's a lesson that we don't always like to know, but the lesson is God knows best. Just two more. Hopefully you can hold out. Am I doing okay? I can... I see I have 10 minutes left, so I'll talk quick. Um, the last two, and one, another one is a missionary, one that I am very happy to have met in person. And if you had ever met her, you would never forget her. Her name is Marilyn Laszlo. Um, I read her book to our children. Her book is also on Amazon. And I, can't, I should have written down the title of it, but if you looked up Marilyn Laszlo, it's L-A-S-Z-L-O. She is a total hoot. She even tried out for that um, TV show Survivor, but they turned her down because she was overqualified. <laughs> She's, I think, in her 70s now, maybe 80s. But she has so much excitement for life and love for God. And she grew up on a farm in Indiana. She was a horrid cook and housekeeper. One time, she usually helped her dad out on the tractors. One time, her mom had to be gone for something. And she said, I, I need you to cook the baked potatoes, and you need to remember to poke them with forks and then bake them so long. Her mom came home to set the table, and there were no forks. <laughs> she had poked all the potatoes with forks and left them in the oven, you know, instead of, anyway. That shows, <laughs> but, but that's okay, because that's not what God called her to do. God didn't call her to bake potatoes. <laughs> um, what he did call her to do, she became a... a probably 12, she felt called to go into missions, and just like Abby, she first started out teaching, and then she learned, she went to um, Wycliffe Bible Translating School, became a linguist, and she moved out to a small, small village in Papua New Guinea, where they didn't have any... Um, written language at all. They had their own dialect, their own language, but it had never been written down. So she gets there, and she has to figure out, one, how to communicate with them and explain what she wants to do. And there is some kind of pidgin English trade language that she could communicate with them a little bit. Of, and finally, the elders gave her permission to stay there, and over time even let her... Um, talk with these little boys and they were going to be her teachers 
So she learned what the different names for things were from these little boys. She lived there for 24 years in Papua New Guinea. And she, over that time, was able to translate, I believe, the whole New Testament. I'm not sure about the entire Bible. Um, into their language. And today, she travels around the U.S. sharing her story, which is very inspirational. You need to read the book because it's so great. And um, she is just really a kick in the pants. She just has, she has a lot of spunk. <laughs> um, so what I learned from her was that sometimes a task takes decades to complete, not just days. And it's important to stick with it until it's done. The last lady I'd like to talk to you about, this was a very personally inspiring story to me on days that I felt inadequate as a mother, um, as a teacher. I, I thought about this, this woman. Her name was Sonia Carson. She got married at the age of 13 to a man much older than her. And she had two young boys. And he, the dad, began abusing her and the kids. And so she basically fled for her life. So as a young mother, um, without any education, so to speak, she had to work two to three jobs just to keep the basic needs of her little boys met. Needless to say, she did not have an easy life, and neither did her boys. They were failing school. They were in public school. They had, you know, resources. They had good teachers, but they had no confidence. And they were just not doing well at all. And she was a believer, so she prayed. And she admittedly said, God, you're the only one I have. I don't have anyone else. You're going to need to help me raise these boys. So she prayed, asked God for wisdom, for direction. And what she felt led to do at the time was to unplug the TV the majority of the time. The boys were allowed two TV programs a week. That's it. They weren't going to be TV junkies anymore. She took them to the library and made them check out two books. And at the end of the week, they had to have read those two books and write her reports on those two books. And the boys went from failing in school to having a little bit more confidence. So when the teacher asked questions once in a while, their hands went up. They went on to doing well in junior high, well in high school, and... Their, her younger son, Ben, even went to medical school and became a very gifted neurosurgeon, even separating conjoined twins that were conjoined at the head, um, just almost miraculously, which he gives the credit to God and to his mother. Years later, Ben found out that his mom couldn't read. And that every time she looked at his reports and said, Oh my, it looks like you are doing so much better. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Every time she encouraged him, she couldn't read it. She had only had a third grade education 
and had been in a very dysfunctional family and hadn't learned to read, didn't have any support of her own. But she was determined that her kids were going to have support and encouragement from her. And her faith in God gave her a plan and gave her the determination. She went on to learn to read and go to college herself. Um, but what I learned from her, oh, I have to, for, I can't forget to tell you this. She said to her boys over and over growing up, I, ha I wrote down this quote, which I moved my papers too quickly. <laughs> I have too many papers. She said to them over and over, learn to do your best. God will do the rest. I just love that quote, and she said that to them over and over. What I learned from her was that God cares for us. We are not alone, that we can count on God when we need direction. So I hadn't had a lot of scriptures to share this morning because I looked at Abby's video, and she had a bunch, and I thought, I'll just share one. Um, I'll share this one real quickly. I got it from New Living Translation. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And what I think all these women that I shared about that were inspiring to me, what they all had in common was courage. That they had faith in God, and even when things look kind of tough or crazy, they put one foot in front of the other. And that's what I think courage is, stepping out even if you're afraid. So they all inspired me that when I felt overwhelmed, when I felt inadequate as a mother, a wife, a Christian woman, that I could be courageous too. So I hope they inspired you too. So why don't we pray as it's almost noon. So, Father God, I just thank you that you are a great God and that no matter what goes on in the world about us, no matter what the storms of life are doing around us, that you are with us, that you never leave us or forsake us. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You preaching machine, you. <laughs> so what do you think of that? Her story. I didn't story. listen to all of it yet. I'll, I'll listen to the rest of it tonight Kay, when I'm downloading. You know what? what? You could have gotten a cough drop out earlier when you weren't going to make so much noise. So what do you think of her story instead of just his story? <laughs> yeah. Well... It's been a busy week, but while I was being busy, I was thinking a lot about different women I'd like to talk about who inspired me. So hopefully other people enjoyed that too. I have women that have inspired me. Who who have inspired you, dear? Beverly Crusher. Okay. Can I ask you about real people, not just Star Trek characters? <laughs> I was joking. She uh, doesn't ever yeah, inspire me. I'm sure. You like the dancing doctor teaching Data how to tap dance. That was funny. That was funny. No, really. No, I've had some pretty inspiring ladies in my life. Okay. 
my mom and and my grandma Hanson and mm-hmm. Mrs. Whitlock and most notably for 27 years you <laughs> even though I get upset at you for opening up cough drops while we're podcasting well, believe, it, believe it or not you are my best friend ah we, we really did work together pretty well this last week like as I was wanting to usually we're at each other's throats when we have to preach and we didn't get that way at all. Well, because we didn't drive to church together. We went to two <laughs> different churches. Key. Just you, keep me you know, sanity. Should I, should I tell everyone a secret that what? I used to dread when you were a full-time pastor? And if you had to preach like three sermons in one week, I would dread those weeks because you would be a real cranky pants. <laughs> I didn't like living with you. What's a cranky pants? Cranky well, pants. You would just be really. What's wrong with you? I'm a cranky pants. Well, it just—I don't know. I—I I don't know what it was, but it would get kind of stressful. Hmm. But we had enough stress going on with moving everything, our, you know, emptying yes. things out of the room, painting it, putting yes. things back in a room. And yes. Yes. And all that stuff. And we actually worked pretty well hanging blinds and doing all of those things. Yep. We we had a pretty good week, though, exhausting week. Yeah, but I need to get my studio cleaned up. Your studio is pretty bad. Looks like a bad. bomb went off in here. Yeah. The rest of the house looks <laughs> a little bit like that, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to get kind of going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if any anybody else ever faces that when you're working on one room and it's taking a lot of time. The other rooms. Oh, on, on top of that, Jade, uh, we never did tell the rest of that story. Oh yeah, that story. That was embarrassing. I had actually cleaned up the front of the house fairly well on the on the day that I thought um, we have a friend who's working on Catherine's car, and mm-hmm. he was supposed to come on Tuesday. And I spent some time picking up, vacuuming. He ended up coming that. on Wednesday. Or Thursday. No, Wednesday. Was that Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Thursday. And I'd been gone at work all day. Mm-hmm. And Thurs- on Wednesday, I worked three jobs. So well, I didn't get Okay, so I left. Wednesday. The dog has separation anxiety because oh, she, she loves me and we hang out all the time. Well, I couldn't take her to the meeting that I was going yeah, to. Yeah, a couple for, meetings on Thursday. Yeah, I did. And yeah. so I went and met with these folks and. On my way back from the meeting, um, I, I stopped at the store, got some stuff, and then I came home, and I unlocked the door and was putting the groceries away. When, uh, I wa- when I walked in, though, the house looked like a bomb had gone off in it because it was bad. she got the dog had gotten in the garbage, gotten on the table and knocked everything off the table, and even had like got laundry all over. Which is really weird for her. She doesn't do that. She got, I mean, there was, she got garbage and drag it out all over the living room floor. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then to top it off, my friend like, Jake stops by, knocks on the door. Okay, my keys are still hanging in the in the keys. They're in the doorknob. And I turn over and the dog runs towards him and pees all over the floor. Right inside our door. Thankfully on the wooden floor and not the carpet, but Yeah, still. but everywhere. And I'm like... He's just looking at me with a smirk on his face. And there's like paper plates and, he and goes, she got out of the he garbage goes, wow. and all kinds of stuff. He just goes, wow. And I went, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. It was embarrassing. So I invited him in, put on a, a Michael Jackson song, and we danced all over the house. Um, really? No. 
That's weird. Not really at all. That's very strange. <laughs> and then when I came home, which wasn't Billie very Jean. much, it wasn't very much later. I came home and the garbage was still all over the floor and I had to pick it up. <sighs> yes. Pick up some of it. Okay, maybe not that much. I don't know that you did. I was busy. Yeah. So it's, it was a crazy week. I'm hoping that things will get put back together a little bit. Um, well, your sermon was inspiring. So. Was it? Your message. <laughs> my my sharing time. I, well, I didn't listen. I mean, I read it. Yeah. You went through it and read me all of it. Well, I added some to it because... Mine was short and sweet. I, I got done at like 1 minute to 12. So I got I done okay. at 12... 27. I had actually thought my I was going to make mine a lot shorter, but then there was supposed to be a five-minute video at the beginning, and the video player didn't work. The DVD player didn't work, so I kind of stretched it out. Ah. And, um, yeah, so hopefully people will enjoy my my all my little side things. Well, you got a lot of people that liked last week's sermon, so that was Good. nice. And I can't remember who it was, but... Um, was it you, Scott, that said, you asked if my voice was getting better, and I said, I was, I was he was playing words with friends with me, mm -hmm. and I wrote back and said, you know, it's it's going a lot better now, and he goes, oh, so it won't be as peaceful on taking with you, <laughs> little smiley face. So, so it's better. So thanks, Scott. It's getting better, so you get to hear us squabble. Or was that David? Was that David or Scott? I don't remember now. I'd have to go look. So, but so now we're bickering back and forth because you can actually talk. It was kind of. But nice. you got lots of compliments from Jamie, and Al, and several others. And Jan. Mm -hmm. All said. Um, that you and did then a great job. I actually heard from someone that I never heard from before. Oh no, too. you've heard from her before. You just didn't realize who it was. Um. Yeah, hmm. Lady Jeffo. Huh. You know who she is. Okay, I do. Anyway, yeah, she's written anyway, to you before. I I enjoy um hearing from people who listen to our podcast so and it doesn't have to it can be to, to say don't fight all the time on your podcasts or something too oh yeah like we always yeah. fight <laughs> we're just i'm a lover not a fighter oh mercy well you know we we kind of get irritated with each other once in a while but hey you know, you know what i'm gonna married. do i'm ending the podcast okay with a weird owl song Really? What weird owl song? Just eat it. I'm uh, going to end with that. Why? Because I feel like it. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't I do my little blurb? This has been a more multimedia LLC production copyright 2013 all rights reserved. And please get a hold of us at our Taken With You website. You can email us at Rick at Taken With You and or thank Amy you. at Taken With You. There's like three people that donated this last month to us and we want to say thank you and you know who you are and you were awesome thank you yeah they actually they do it every month they send us a little donation which is really huge to us yeah it, i mean it can i know some people us. may think that they don't have a lot of money to to share but that's really kind of you and we do use it yeah for paying the bills that's how we keep yeah. the place the thing going on yeah so thank you everybody yeah. for doing that and pray for us that i it's get more help. jobs and yeah. Things go smooth and. I keep on saying yeah. And kind of. And kind of. Well, anyways. Do I say that a lot to you? I do. Oh. 
I almost wanted to say. Well, anyways. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, enjoy this song, and we'll talk to you next time on Take, Take Him it With you. you. Maybe my voice will be back by then. And you can't send it